Welcome back to It's Not About the Words with Veronica Nunes. Hey, hey everyone. Welcome back to my second episode of my podcast, It's Not About the Words. I'm Veronica Nims, the host, and today we have a very special guest, a senior from St. Mary's, joining us in an interview-style discussion where I basically grill him on everything nonverbal communication. So thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you next week. All right, welcome to my podcast. Um, Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Can you introduce yourself to our audience? Uh, so yeah, my name is Moises. I'm a senior at St. Mary's College of California. I study history and music, um, and I'm a part of the choirs here at St. Mary's. Very nice. Do you have any favorite, like, guilty pleasure songs? For a guilty pleasure song, I would definitely have to say the 2013 Justin Timberlake song. Mirrors is probably the greatest song I've ever heard in my entire life. Very good song. So I have been working on a podcast on nonverbal communication. Do you know what that is? I would say I have a decent idea, but definitely not anything strong. Okay. Can you give me what you think nonverbal communication is? I think in nonverbal communication, I would say it's the way that people interact with each other um, and display emotions or feelings without actually, you know, saying what they mean or what they feel. For sure. Do you think nonverbal communication is something you use frequently? I think depending on the situation, um, I think nonverbal communication just goes hand in hand with verbal communication. Um, I don't really think there's a time where I use one or more, um, one or the other more. I would say a lot of it goes hand in hand, Um, but yeah, it definitely depends on the situation I'm in for sure. Yeah. How would you say you know someone is like interested in a conversation that you're having? Like you're in person with someone, you're talking to them, how do you know that person is engaged in the conversation? I think one of the big things is eye contact. I'd say that a lot of people who, who are really paying attention focus um, on more eye contact than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of people who would say they're paying attention don't really use eye contact or kind of just there and listening. Um, but for me, when, when I'm talking to someone, I feel like it's more personal. It's like a deeper connection. Um, when visually you can see their eyes looking into yours and you can see um, them being invested in what you're saying. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. I think the eyes tell a lot about what someone is thinking, even if they're not saying it. Yeah, definitely. Would you say that's like similar on like FaceTime or Zoom? Or how how do you know someone's engaged like over the computer? 
Um, I think it's I think it's a little more difficult to kind of gauge uh, whether or not people are are paying attention. Um, you know, I think a lot of times, I mean, FaceTime's a really good, a really good way to, to you know, keep up with friends, family, especially, you know, especially now with COVID, um, being that everyone's super far apart. Um, but I think it's difficult to gauge, like I said, because now there's, there's so many ways you can kind of multitask with the idea of FaceTime. Um, you know, if you use certain apps, you're able to, you know, swipe out the screen, whatever it is, still maintain that way of communication. But, you know, it is a lot more difficult to, to, to know whether or not they're listening. Uh, I think that's a big thing that I, that I do, uh, or that I want to, fo- that I focus on when I, when I have a conversation with people. Um, it's about more hearing people not hearing people, but actually listening. Um, so definitely over FaceTime and apps like that, it's a lot more difficult to. Yeah, for sure. To visually see. Yeah. So you brought up like COVID and like the pandemic and everything. How did COVID affect you like personally? Like, are you at school? Are you at home? What's your situation? Yeah, so when COVID hit, um, we decided to go home and honestly I, I haven't really left my house. I just kind of been um stuck at home. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, trying to isolate, keep safe with everything going on. Yeah. Do you think that's strengthened your relationships in your life or made them more difficult? Like people at school, your family? Is it different for like every person? Um, I think it's it's been a lot more difficult um, trying to keep the same keep the same foundation or same communication with with friends. Um, you know, being thrown away, as I put it, um, and split very swiftly from all the people I was with. Mm-hmm. Um, it took a lot to understand what was really going on. Um, and so communication was very difficult because you know you go from seeing your friends um, every single day. You know, you live yeah. with the people that you enjoy being around. Definitely. And, you know, to, to go from being around your friends to being around your family, you know, it's a lot different. You know, the family... Yeah. Communication is very different from the friends yeah. and the way we communicate. Do you prefer in-person or virtual learning? You know, I'm not too sure. Um, I, I enjoy virtual learning uh, just because it allows more freedom you know, whether in class, if you don't really understand something, you can look it up online um, or whatever it is. Um, the one thing I do enjoy the most about in-person classes um, is just kind of the interaction with people mm-hmm. um, and the way you can kind of spread ideas, especially at St. Mary's where our classes are, are based around, you know, discussion and based around having that interaction with people. Um, so it kind of goes both ways. Um, 
Um, ideally, in person is is what I prefer, but I've come to enjoy virtual learning. That's good. It would be a bummer if you hated everything all the time. <laughs> um, so you talked about you know going from being at school to being at home, and obviously you're trying to keep your like at school relationships intact. And you already mentioned like FaceTime, but what other ways do you keep in contact with your friends? I think one of the one of the main ways is is through social media. Yeah. I think that allows us to understand a lot deeper of how our lives going just because, you know, we were also involved with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely social media and and just texting and, and stuff like that, aside from FaceTiming and, and doing what we can to have some type of physical interaction. Mm-hmm. What social media do you frequent the most? I frequent, uh, I would say that I frequent Twitter the most out of any of the social medias that I have. Yeah. Wow. What's a, what is it about Twitter that keeps you the most engaged? I think just how personal Twitter can get. Um, I think a lot of times, I mean, for me personally, personally, when I look at social media, I think a lot of it is based on showing off mm-hmm. and, and that desire for like gratification. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Twitter is a lot more personal because, you know, yes, you can post pictures on Twitter, but the main reason for Twitter is to express certain feelings say certain things um it's a lot different than you know posting a picture to get likes yeah uh, and stuff like that so i think twitter is just one of the most powerful ways to to communicate and interact with people um on any social media yeah for sure Uh, yeah would you say that you think words are more important than pictures I would say that words in general mm-hmm. are inherently better than pictures. Um, but I do understand that a lot of pictures carry a lot of meaning mm-hmm. behind them um, that may not you know, carry the same weight as something that people will say over text or over Twitter, whatever it is. Um, I think it depends on the situation. Um, but I would say majority of the times that a lot of things that are typed, a lot of things that are, you know, said through word um, can be a lot more powerful and meaningful. Yeah. So something we talked about earlier was the necessity of language and how people communicate all over the world and like what's more important language or like body language And I argued that body language is the most important because it's universal across anybody, any age. You can kind of feel out another person based on the way they carry themselves, the way they look at someone, etc. Would you say that Twitter kind of like feeds that, like needing language and needing words versus like Instagram kind of like feeds that nonverbal sense? Yeah, and I would say that, that yes, body language is important, but I think language is just as important. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that you can't have body language without, you know, actual language. I think a lot of the times uh, body language kind of emphasizes the language being said. Um, but overall, I think language itself is one of the most necessary things. And I know I asked you earlier, um, and I said something around the lines of, is language the most necessary thing for us as you know, human beings? Mm-hmm. And so going back to that, you know, your, your question about Twitter, I think it's, that's why I think Twitter's, that's why Twitter's my favorite. And I think that's why Twitter is one of the more powerful mm-hmm. um, social media apps, just because it gives, because it's, so I would say it is the most important because it just gives the opportunity for people to say what they want. Mm-hmm. And it's more free to to say something. Whereas if you go on Instagram, you know, it's, the app is made so that you can post a picture with a small caption. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Twitter, you're able to express certain emotions, you know, obviously limited by characters, but it's more, like I said earlier, it's more personal mm-hmm. than it is to, to, you know, post a picture and, and try to share all the meaning behind that picture in such a small caption. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't think of Twitter in that sense. Like I always thought it was just like random updates on people's lives that I don't truly care about, but I get anyway. Versus like Instagram, I'm like looking for, does that person look happy? Are they doing well? Are they whatever? And so it's interesting, definitely. Yeah. That technology has made it easier or more difficult to use language or like use words? I would say it's it's both. Uh, technology is something that has allowed our own word to be spread mm-hmm. around the world in such a short period of time. I mean, you can you know, tweet something out and the whole world knows it mm-hmm. within, you know, five seconds of you, you know, pressing send, you know. Uh, I don't think it, you know, makes our words any better um, just because, you know, even before technology and a lot of people were, you know, writing letters and a lot was more handwritten. Um, I think I would argue that the way people express emotion or express language, express, you know, how they communicate Mm -hmm. before technology is a lot more powerful than, than with technology. And the reason I say that is because a lot of people would, or I would say a lot of people you know, to use a term that's always said, you know, hide behind a screen. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people say things 
you know, good or bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, in today's time, they know that because they're behind a screen, you know, other people may not really understand what's being meant by what's said, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, if if we're talking, you know, decades ago where technology didn't exist and you were writing, you know, a letter to someone, you know, it's a lot more, it's a lot more personal. And when you're writing it yourself, you, it's a lot more emotion that's being put in. Mm -hmm. Whereas with technology, you can write it, you know, be done with it, forget it in the next 15 minutes. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you write your, your letter and you're, you're wondering for the response. You're wondering how the other person's going to take it. Um, so I definitely argue that. I would definitely argue both sides, but I definitely think that pre-modern um, technology, that communication is a lot stronger and deeper. Yeah. How about like during COVID? And I mean, everything's shut down. We can't see people. We're not supposed to be around people. Our only source of interaction sometimes is through technology i think that takes anything away because it's only through technology i don't think it takes anything away i would say it makes things a thousand times more difficult mm-hmm. um, you know typically when i would say that the people you talk to now in COVID are probably the people that you know you talk to the most mm-hmm. you know pre-covid you know, you want to do this whole time, last 10 months, you still want to keep those same bonds that you had before COVID. Yeah. The only difference is, you know, you can text people pre-COVID, Yeah. you know, and, and knowing that you'd be able to see them mm-hmm. within a day, within a week. Yeah. The difference between now is that with COVID, you send a text and if it's misinterpreted, if it's taken the wrong way you can't physically be there to express how you really felt and what you really meant by certain texts Mm -hmm. and so i think that's what makes it so much more difficult because you lose that ability to to still have that in-person connection and 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 yeah it just kind of it makes it so much more difficult yeah i would agree i think the miscommunication via text via snapchat twitter whatever is just heightened and there's no way to fix it unless you like are on it right away and even then it's not helpful sometimes it's just too late um yeah yeah some ways people like combat miscommunications via text or through like emojis and memes and like videos do you think those help miscommunication or do they just make it even more complicated at times they do help Mm -hmm. i think depending on the situation the mood of certain texts they can be misinterpreted yeah um certain things that go along with those texts are they're a lot more difficult to to kind of reason with the other with if that makes sense um, and I think about it a lot, actually, um, about how, you know, emojis, you know, like you said, memes, videos, whatever it is, mm-hmm. can 
either hide the real meaning of what mm-hmm. the text is supposed to be right. or emphasize it, emphasize what the text means. Um, but I also think there's such a thin line between the two yeah. um, because of sarcasm. You know, I think a lot of people right. misinterpret text uh, as sarcasm. Right. Or they don't see it as sarcasm, they see it as real. And and when you add in those, you know, those memes, those videos, it hits a lot different to those kind of seeing them. And, and it's a lot more difficult for the person who sent those to to be able to maybe not justify, but try to get the other side to understand just because of how difficult it is, like we were saying, to or how different it is being you know, having to deal with COVID, so. Yeah, I think I do that a lot. Like, I'll be like, oh, I'm having a terrible day and this bad thing happened and this bad thing happened and I hate my life. And then I'll just put like, laughy, 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 right? And I don't hate my life. Yeah. Bad things actually sucked. But I have to put the like, laughy emojis or people are going to be like, oh, she like is not okay. Which like, is really interesting to me. And I think when people do that over text or like social media, it's just super funny and super interesting. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, it's a lot more difficult to understand. I think for me personally, when I see those kind of things, cause it's like, okay, well, are you making a joke? Right. Or, or do you need someone to, you know, be there? Do you need, do you need someone to reach out to you? Yeah. And I think that's, probably i would say that's probably the the most difficult problem now uh-huh. in terms of modern technology and communication is that with everything going on with the memes with you know the emojis you can't really gauge what people are feeling yep you know and then you know with covid it's so difficult and and to see that kind of stuff it's just like well what do you do it's such mm-hmm. a thin line you have to walk around so yeah i definitely think that's super interesting yeah And I think my research, like in my reviews and whatever that I've done, kind of explains that the brain doesn't process emojis or like, like we do like facial expressions. So our brain doesn't know what to do. And we're trying to like figure this whole thing out. Like you said, like, do they need help? Or like, do they just like need someone to laugh with them? And it's like just way deeper than an emoji. It's like our brain can't do it and doesn't know how to do it which is crazy so so do you think that the use of emojis based on what you've kind of been working on mm-hmm. you think the use of emojis has bettered if i if that's a word <laughs> our communication has I it made our communication better I think it's supporting our communication. I don't think it's making it better. I don't, I wouldn't say it's making it worse, but I think it's definitely not helping. Because, I mean, if you're looking at nonverbal communication, that's everything from eye contact, you know, physical distance between people, what someone's wearing, um, what they're doing with their hands, what they're doing with their feet, whatever emojis are just giving you like what is on their face per se um but if you're not using it the way it's intended like i mentioned with like a laughy face 
that's not going to do yeah. anything for anyone. So it's almost worsening it. But mm -hmm. in times that emojis are used the correct way, then it is helping that person kind of gauge what the vibe of the conversation is. That's actually interesting. Yeah. I just think about it. Mm -hmm. Well, now I just have some fun questions for you as we kind of wrap up. Um, unless you have any more questions for me. That was a very good question. No, yeah, I just think it's, I think it's interesting just thinking about it, you know, just our whole conversation as a whole is, you know, you always see the, the people talking about, oh, there's this new emoji, there's a new emoji. Mm -hmm. And it's like, has emo why, why are emojis so important in our lives? Yeah. Now, you know, and you see everyone using emojis. Yeah, I absolutely. mean, there's not really, I've, I've never come across a person who doesn't use emojis. Yeah. And, and so I think it's, it's interesting, the idea of emojis. And so, okay, so I do have a question. So would you say that the use of emojis is nonverbal communication? Yes, I would say the use of emoji is nonverbal communication if they're being used correctly for what the purpose or like intention of that emoji is to be. But I think if you're gonna use an emoji for like sarcasm, it's it's crossing a very thin line of nonverbal versus verbal. Cause you're still using words, you're just attaching it to the words. But if you're just sending like a like crying emoji to someone to tell them that you're crying, then that's nonverbal communication because you're not saying anything. You're not using your words. Yeah, I just, it's just interesting to me how emojis have been such a big part. I mean, even of my life, I'm looking at it. And, and even then I think about how, you know, people use different emojis for different meanings, you know? Yeah. The emojis that are sent, they're like, oh, this is supposed to mean this. This is supposed to mean that. Yeah. But we've kind of taken it so so differently uh -huh. and it's just interesting to kind of never really related it to this idea of nonverbal communication right and i yeah. think what else is interesting is the emojis that you use for different types of relationships like there are some emojis i'll send to my friends and it means one thing but i send it to my mom and it means a totally different other thing right and so it's like right. you have these like differences within it but like when you make a facial expression at your mom, it's going to mean the same thing when you make it at your friend. Yeah. And I think that just goes back to that whole uh, thing that I said earlier about, you know, pre modern technology communication and, mm -hmm. you know, modern, it's just so much different. Yeah. And it's just really interesting to me. This whole. We're, we're always changing and evolving and emojis yeah. are changing and evolving. But there are some things that will just stay exactly the same, no matter what we do. Yeah. And like mm -hmm. nonverbal communication, like physical nonverbal communication will always stay the same. There's no changing that. And it's universal. Yeah, um, yeah it is universal. The globe, which is crazy. Yeah. Right. So I have some like rapid fire questions. All right, um, let's do it. What was your first use of technology? What was your first thing you can remember? 
I think my first use of technology was was having my phone uh, when I was a kid. I first got it when I was eight years old. Eight. Yeah. Young. Yeah. Yeah, very young. Any funny stories about being an eight-year-old with a phone? Um, honestly, I had no idea how to text. Mm-hmm. Um, it took about three hours, it felt like, to send a what's up to some of my friends because we had a little flip phone that you had to touch. You had to press, you know, the letter six three times or whatever it is for a certain letter. And then you had to wait for the letter to yeah. move on if you wanted to repeat it again. So that's okay. kind of a funny thing that I think about. Um, were you allowed to, like, have social media? Did your parents, like, stop you from having social media? What was, what was that like for you? So I actually was not allowed to have social media. Uh, going up, social media was not a thing. Uh, I, I did have social media, however. Um, it wasn't widely accepted, um, honestly, until my sophomore year in college. Widely accepted um, by your parents, by your family? Um, yeah, it was just something that, you know, my entire family, uh-huh. you know, my, even my cousins, it wasn't something that, you know, it was always like, don't tell your mom about this, mm-hmm. blah, 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 this and that. It was always on, on the low, and it was just, it's just funny how everything's changed so quickly. Right. Yeah. I'm yeah. But I was not allowed to have like anything, but I had like my friends and all the moms would be like, okay, like what age are we going to let them like have Instagram or Twitter or whatever? Um, really? Yeah. Crazy, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> intense. That's intense. I was in high school too, so you didn't miss much. <laughs> Do you have any embarrassing social media stories? I don't know if I have any embarrassing social media stories. No. I think it's, uh, I'm trying to think. Or have you ever like I, sent something to the wrong person? Anything like that? I mean, things have been sent to the wrong person, but I think a lot of people have done that before. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I think I haven't had any, you know, crazy things happen to me on social media mm-hmm. is just because I've I've tried to keep I I had tried to keep it so quiet, you know, I'd never really, you know, told my parents about anything. I always kept it super low, I was never on it, I didn't want to be caught. So I was super careful about everything that I ever said, everything I ever liked, everything I ever commented, everything I ever posted. Um mm-hmm just because I was scared to be in trouble, (laughs) to be honest, yeah. Absolutely, agree. Okay, final question for the audience. What is your, like, favorite meme, favorite trend, favorite, like, thing going around right now that's, like, funny and appropriate? You know, it's, it's difficult. Because for me, I, I communicate using memes a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a meme, however, that I've become very fond of. Mm-hmm. Um, it involves an event that happened during uh, the 2020 MLB season. Yep. Um, there was an, uh, an event that uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers pitcher, Joe Kelly, uh, made a certain face to the Houston Astros. Um, it was kind of like a, I don't really know how to describe it. It's like a crying, I don't know if you've seen it. 
it's like a crying like making fun of a crying baby i don't i don't know it's like a crying. trying to mimic i don't know what it is you know it's but it's it's kind of been one of those things where it's probably been my favorite meme because it can be related to so many different things mm -hmm. um the only thing is that the meme can be uh related to things that you don't want it to be related to uh -huh. um it can be very ambiguous to say the least um but yeah it's probably my favorite meme going around right now yeah right. what about you what what's your favorite meme well i'm really into like dumb tiktok audios or like things on tiktok so probably like the face like palm where you like cover your mouth and like whatever i think that's so funny i think everyone does it right now um which is interesting because both of those things, if there are no words on them, are nonverbal communication and are delivering. Okay, yeah. Whether we want them to or not, but they mean something to everyone. Yeah, now that I think about it, would you say that TikTok is very nonverbal? Absolutely. Because, because, you see, because you see a lot of people, you know, I've dabbled around the TikTok world before. Mm -hmm. um, you see a lot of people kind of lip syncing through certain, you know, mm -hmm. phrases, certain things, you know, people are posting, you know, mm -hmm. videos using words. Why do you think it's very, you said it was nonverbal, right? Yeah. So why do you think it's nonverbal? Because I would argue that it is very verbal because even though you're not physically speaking, mm -hmm. the act of you lip syncing towards the things and the act of you willingly portraying yourself in a small video like those, I would argue that it's verbal communication. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, interestingly enough, an entire portion of my research paper is dedicated to TikTok. And I argue in that that the most... Um, the social media that's the most conducive to nonverbal communication is TikTok because I would say 80%, maybe more, is like dance videos or like full body shots. And in those shots or like segments of videos, your brain is just picking up the vibe of that video or like the the central idea of it and you're not necessarily even listening to like what's being said and so i think tiktok uses nonverbal communication more than verbal communication and there's no other social media besides maybe instagram or snapchat that captures the the body as a whole yeah I didn't think about it that way. I definitely focused a lot more on the idea of verbal communication through TikTok. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it's interesting because of how new it is and how how much it's it's boomed yeah. and it's it's founded on this idea of being able to communicate a certain message. Yeah, you know that's pretty much I think what's what it was founded for. Mm -hmm. um, but. I don't know, I just want to see your perspective since you're doing this whole uh, 
being on nonverbal communication. So yeah. it's kind of interesting. Well, as a sneak peek to all the listeners, later on in this series of podcasts, we have a famous TikToker coming on to um, explore her experience on TikTok and how she uses TikTok to convey certain messages to her fans, you could say, or followers on TikTok. That'll be interesting. Stick along for the ride of that. Well, thank you so much for coming on my podcast and letting me exploit your thoughts and feelings on everything. Thank you so much for having me. It's a really cool, interesting uh, podcast. Excited to see where it it goes. So, thank you again. Hey guys, it's me again. Just wanted to give a special shout out to Moy for coming on my podcast. Thank you for all of the lovely conversation you provided. As well as I wanted to give everyone a reminder that I will be back with a third episode where I interview someone really special to me, my roommate. And so stay tuned for that. We have a really insightful conversation on communication and psychology and life. And you get some fun inside stories on me. So I'll see you next week on It's Not About the Words. Thank you.